0: Uh, I came from the mud, desert on my
1: hands. He called it loon shit. It's just that frickin' greasy top layer on those northern roads.
0: that i froze my bag off like i had every piece of clothes on i
1: can <laughs> try to catch me howling out tomorrow
0: welcome back everybody to come Out heavy podcast uh, i'm here with devin obviously and uh yeah it's been a ride so far this is uh our one year anniversary episode if you if you want to call it of this fucking shit wagon and uh how's it going there dev
1: yeah good man uh it's been hard to get in touch the last couple weeks but uh you know with hunting and everything and it, yeah We were just reminiscing before recording this episode and kind of saying like, fuck, I think we've been doing this for a year. So looked at it and pretty much to the day. So whether we call this, I don't even know if you call podcast seasons, but our broadcasting apps say their seasons. So this is either the end of season one or the the start of season two. But I think we'll go ahead and say this end of season one. And it's been an interesting year, uh, what it's done for kurt and I as far as I don't know talking about hunting more than we've ever talked about hunting which is not a bad thing so it's uh yeah it's kind of just blurred on by and Kurt and I didn't have a lot of expectations going into this and we still really don't know where this is rolling but it seems like it's fun and we're kind of enjoying the feedback and, and enjoying meeting and, and talking to all these new people in the industry around BC. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. I think we'll touch a little bit on, on what we kind of got up to this year and what was good and what was bad. But
0: Yeah, it's, it's exceeded my expectations for when we started this and we didn't know what the fuck we're doing. Honestly, we still don't know what the fuck we're doing. There's, there's a true but, statement. Yeah. So, you know, I go back and listen to our first few episodes and I'm like wow I feel like we've come a long way from snowy October and I listen to that and I just cringe I'm like holy fuck that was awful we didn't have microphones we we were didn't even have video back then we were just fucking basically kind of looking at it blind and even coming down to the editing like I remember spending eight hours editing the first couple of episodes like, trying to teach myself how to work this shit and now it's it's pretty easy so yeah it's it's come a long way and we're we're glad that we got the following and the listeners and that the feedback is kind of what i really enjoy the most like getting the messages from guys and people bounce questions off us not that we're fucking professionals in any means but it's good to to kind of chit chat with the people and you know get that feedback and most of it's been positive I'd, i don't know i haven't seen any negative ones so so far, so good, I think, eh? What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, 100%. I like a lot when uh, the the audience, you know, responds, reaches out to us on Insta, all that. It's great. I, We really appreciate it. I know it's like, fuck, we, we don't do it that often either. Like, we've reached out to a couple shows that we like and, and say things, but it, it does go a long way. It, I feel like there's guys out there that are just like us sitting around and... We could probably have all of them on the show and talk hunting and, and we could put out, you know, good bullshit episodes about everything we're into. So it's been, it's been cool to see how many guys react kind of the same way to this show. You know, it sounds like the guys drinking around a campfire and, and talking, you know, hunting and and that's basically what Kurt and I are going for. So it's, that's been really fun for sure. Um, yeah, I kind of, now that we kind of on this topic it's, it's kind of been an interesting year to you know start a podcast too in in hunting in bc we definitely got a lot of a different content to talk about over the year i mean we think back to you know i don't know episode four or five and we went down the act now path and and we really started to ramp that up and, and talk about all all the anti stuff and and that was a a lot of research and a lot of eye-opening stuff that we got ourselves into like if you haven't gone back and listened to Loaded for Bear, we did that episode and we didn't have very many listeners at the time. And when we put that kind of out on social media, the way, you know, the cover picture and all the things, we, we definitely tried to entice the audience and and get people on board and fuck, man, the the comments and things that would, <clears throat> would come to us from, you know, non-hunting crowds and people that didn't know, it was like a big eye-opener and I think... We learned a lot just knowing what's on the other side of that fence. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Oh, definitely. Like, when you were posting it on those pages, and I don't know what the algorithm is for Facebook, but that fucking, pit my grizzly bear picture in the back of my backpack was, fuck, it was plastered all over the place. I was getting fucking comments and messages and tags. (laughs) And then I, would, you know, like, I don't mind engaging with a few people on Facebook and trying to light them up. But yeah, it was pretty funny. And then actually like listening to or reading the comments of how some of these people think is just, it blew my fucking mind. Like I always knew that there's antis out there and they're just fucking uneducated motherfuckers. But reading some of the comments where it's just like, you know, I'd rather go get my meat from the grocery store (laughs) shit like that just blows my fucking marbles. How these fucking dumb dumbs think. But it, it was my first, Experience with kind of getting the little bit of seeing that anti backlash, and like I couldn't imagine some of these higher profile people that are in the hunting industry where they're getting messages, death threats to their themselves, their family, like on a daily basis, daily, yeah, would,
1: all the time. Fuck man, yeah.
0: I like I told that one guy that was he was trying to chirp me, and I'm like, I'll be down in Vancouver next week. Let's fucking meet up, like yeah, but it wasn't even a threat know. either.
1: You were just like, yeah, let's talk about it, bud. Yeah
0: exactly Fucking like crickets you, you got to yeah nothing like keyboard warriors So yeah. uh, i don't know maybe the guy would have whipped my ass who knows but i would have fought dirty that's for sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well it's it kind of interesting we'll have to get someone on too to kind of on that topic like <clears throat> i don't know it ran around quickly it didn't i don't know if it gained much traction in our side of the the argument but i don't know something was presented to our government again where there was five hundred thousand signatures to end fucking wolf hunting again or something yeah it's
0: five they can't get 500,000 votes for the goddamn premier. for fuck's sake like (laughs) and they got 500 signatures like it's just yeah
1: yeah so I don't even know where that was from or what maybe we get someone on that knows a little more about that I was thinking about that the other day that we should you know well we should probably just get a rant episode going anyways another fucking loaded for bear fucking part two get that fucking crazy (laughs) train rolling once again
0: we should just do a 10-hour episode and just talk about all our episodes from last year. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> That'd be fucking painful. But, uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, do you want to keep talking about that one some more? No, because I don't really
1: know much about it. I just thought it was interesting that it, it's, it seems like it's just going to be every year. We're going to have to, you know, oh. start the same fucking wagon, just keep fight. I mean, it is what we know what we're going to have to do, is just keep fighting that fight.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a battle that doesn't end You you squash one thing and the next day they got fucking 10 more coming at you. It'll be like that to the end of time or until hunting gets shut down. So if, I don't know, it is what it is. It's just, it was really good on that subject is how all the different hunting communities kind of got under one banner and, you know, like I know we were, it was like a fight or flight and. I know we were fucking ready to fight. And some of the other podcasts were kind of saying, oh, it doesn't need to come to that. Well, it does. I mean, we've touched on this mm-hmm. many times. It's still a touchy subject. Like <laughs> the grizzly bear hunt still drives me fucking crazy. Well, it but... sounds
1: like it's still going to be there. Like it's going to be every fucking year, right? We're going to have another petition thrown in our face. Just another thing that we're going to have to fight. So, I mean, I guess I'm always, like you said, it's always going to be fight or flight. I don't, there's no back and down. Yeah. We just jump right back no. on it yeah just be ready yeah
0: that's it's it's good and the wild sheep made strides uh, trying to unify everyone too right with the act now campaign mm-hmm. like everyone getting on the same page is the only way we're gonna get our voice heard so you know shout out to those guys and uh kyle and you know everyone else on the board there for getting that going and kind of sticking to it and and pounding the shit out of it on social media because that's the easiest way to reach out to everyone now, yeah. right? So. No, it was good. That was, yeah, that was a good learning curve for us too, being involved in that and kind of, we were, when we were talking about it, when, you know, when I asked Omer about it, he had never even heard of anything, right? So he started digging around and it really came to light within a couple weeks after we talked to Omer about it and, um, yeah, no, it was, it's good and yeah i can't say enough about what the wild chief society did so i'll move on from there yeah
1: well i think another thing we should touch on too just kind of with our year year recap is like you know our sponsor like that was it's been pretty sick to meet tanner and and to be supported by a wicked brand like frontiersman gear so i'm hoping you know in the next year to come and that we continue to grow that relationship and, and support each other and And he's got a lot of things in the works like we've talked about in other podcasts. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, what that guy's getting up to and being involved and helping out and that stuff and and helping him grow his brand has been enjoyable just to even if we weren't growing his brand with them, just now, you know, being acquaintance with that guy. I mean now you've hunted with him, so you guys might start a bit of a hunting partnership and, and just to meet these guys. That's been really cool. And, you know, there's been other guys who's reached out and messaged us and we've had some pretty long conversations with guys just about hunting hunting tactics gear all sorts of shit and guys are sending us you know kill pictures and stuff and the the one recently like uh sent on instagram guy got a mule deer it was a fucking nice buck and yeah it was sweet like so yeah you guys keep sending your your success stories to us we love seeing that shit and if you're listening to the our pod and and you're enjoying what we're doing we enjoy what you guys get up to so don't feel shy and send it over. Like, fuck. Yeah. We love seeing that shit.
0: Yeah, man. Like I don't get jealous. I mean, fuck. If I see a big buck on well, the yeah. ground, I'm like, oh, we're allowed fuck, to get jealous, but we still think, it's sweet. <laughs> but yeah, man, like congratulations to everyone that's got something this year. Like I, I truly am jealous. Cause I haven't fucking done anything. Like I, yeah, we'll get into some of the hunting stories in the last <laughs> month where I've, we've been busy. We haven't been able to record, but you know, like I'm, I'm fucking kind of just seeing, especially the elk. Elk is just a tag that I've eaten too many of them over the year that now eating another one, I'm just like, motherfucker, right? But it is what it is. And uh, you on the
1: Bud Lights? No, free six-pack of kokanee. Work bet. eh? Oh, fucking Yeah, well, it's free, so I was all right with it. Fuck. Yeah, he if he's listening to the pod, he'll know what he did wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Apprentice fuck up yeah. <laughs> or
1: something. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, yeah, so that that's our, kind of our, uh, our recap of the year, I think. And yeah, shout out to all the listeners. And uh, yeah, we'll try to get more consistent again with our episode airs here going forward. But she's fucking killing season right now, so we're still pretty focused on uh, trying to do some of that. So, but.
0: Yeah, it's. I listened to Tanner kind of talk uh, on Beyond the Kill last week or a couple weeks ago, or whatever. I just listened to it today, but, you know, kind of saying like, guys kind of get into the. Once September's over, you're like, oh, fuck, it's kind of downhill slide to the end of hunting season. And that's totally been like. I've gone out, like, kind of, I don't have a moose tag, so I'm fucking chasing that fucking needle in a haystack, immature, and, you know, like. I went out with buddies with tags trying to help him and, you know, do some calling for him and nothing was like, I haven't heard fucking people all year, man. And it's driving me crazy. And like what Tanner was saying, like kind of feel like the tail end of the season's coming. And that's definitely coming up fast for me. Like, you know, you got a sheep this year, which was wicked. Yeah. Um, I didn't get nothing. I didn't get an elk and I didn't get a moose and I'm like, fuck, I got meal deer and, and now I'm fucking taking a job where I'm gonna be gone all of November till the middle of December. And I'm like, fuck. It's I basically have next week and that's it. I I that's done. So I'm gonna be fucking hot and horny getting after something here in the next <laughs> week, I hope.
1: Look out Dal.
0: Oh yeah, I already told her. I'm like, I'm I got a ball, I'm going guiding for ten days beginning in November, and then I'm going straight from that job to a camp <laughs> job for a month and I'm like next week like I, and i've got i got to winterize a bunch of shit yeah. i got it cuz when i get back it's going to be winter so i've got a lot on my plate but i'm going to try to whack a mule deer between now and then so hopefully everything i was even where i was going up to camp i was like trying to see where i am on the map what management union what's <laughs> well, open yeah. when i'm up fuck there it. i'm like fuck i'm going to be fucking getting up in the dark and going to bed in the dark i don't have any time to go hunting <laughs> yeah. but everything closes except for deer up there and, and buffalo
1: but uh, yeah, I'm like, fuck. Kind of shitty. Well, kind of, r- I didn't talk to you much about a couple of your little trips. Like, we've micro conversation this, but like, run down how the, and kind of explain the jet boating moose hunt. That was interesting. That's new to you around the Quesnel area. Yeah. Like, I've never heard of you guys doing that.
0: No, no. And uh, Tornado, he's the one that gave me a call. It was, fuck, I think it was thursday night he's like hey do you want to come hunting this weekend he's got group draw for up the river and i was like yeah sure and for me like i didn't even know what day it was i thought it was fucking wednesday he's like yeah we'll leave we'll leave friday afternoon and uh you know we'll go up come home saturday afternoon or sunday afternoon i'm like yeah sweet me thinking it's wednesday it's thursday night when i talked to him (laughs) so next day i'm fucking around I'm like oh yeah i got all day get my things done for the weekend and he calls me he's like yeah, so I'll be off at, like, 1 o'clock, whatever, and do this. We'll load up. I'm like, what are, like 1 o'clock? What are you talking about? Like, aren't we leaving tomorrow? <laughs> and he's like, no. And I'm like, what? They're like, oh, okay, I guess we're leaving Thursday now. And he's like, dude, it's Friday. <laughs> I'm like, holy fuck, really? <laughs> so then I panicked, right? I'm, like, running around trying to get my shit to go camping and hunting and fucking, yeah. So that was a bit of a gong show on my end, but no it was fun man like you know the guy I guided for he does a lot of riverboat moose hunting and you know like I haven't been out there with him on that I usually I'm on the roads of the mountains but um just kind of listening to what he does and his methods of what he likes to do and you know I Waylon's they went up last year a couple of years ago and shot an immature up the river just going for basically a boat ride hunting and then so he's kind of new at that too and so we kind of went out there and, and his buddy that was up with us, Jason, he's pretty green when it comes to hunting as well. So it was fun, man. They had wall tents set up the river. Like their setup was unbelievable. Like you get in there, they got one of those big shelter logic set up with a barbecue stove. Like you name it, man. It was all out there. Stepped in a wall tent. They had a, one of those uh, instant propane hot water things for showers. Cut. Like <laughs> oh, Yeah. yeah. Were they bringing dude, the wipes
1: up there or just the guys? Oh, well, just the guys! Oh, you like, fucking guys,
0: <laughs> dude! It was like you get in there, and like you can't see it from the river, but you parks the boat and hike up the river bank. It, it's like an old kind of logging landing, and just flatter and fucking. You get through the trees and you see the wall tent and a big shelter, logic tent, and it's just like absolutely rigged up, man. Like it's so we spent the two nights in there, way long had good sleeps because. He snored all fucking night, and me and Jay didn't sleep where the fucking licked. So, <laughs> thanks to Waylon for keeping us up. But no, it was good, man. We basically, I'm like, well, I know, I know, Brad likes to pound the river, pull into those back yetis, and I don't know, they're like fucking estuaries, or I don't know, that's what guys call the bare ones on the coast. But anyways, they're just like the back yeah, yetis. they're just like
1: little calm cutouts all along the riverbanks.
0: Yeah, well. Yeah, like when the high water rolls through in the spring, right, it it creates all those back channels, but like right now they're, there's water in them, but the water's not flowing through them, and it's kind of swampy and whatnot. So we'd pull into there and look for a sign, and so we went up and down the river, and like he said, the, the I think it was earlier in the year they went up, and it was pounded in tracks in this one spot. So we go in there, man, it's fucking loaded with moose tracks, and I'm like, dot there's a, and you can see a big set of bull tracks in there and there's rubs everywhere. I've never seen that much bull sign in my life in one tiny spot. So we went in there, we called twice a day for two days, get in there and like the bull's in there, but you could he had fucking at least two cows of them because the tracks, he was right on top of cow tracks everywhere. So we called and called and called and nothing. So then yeah we just, and we seen a bunch of elk swim in the river. That was pretty gnarly too, going up and seeing four elk on one of the islands and then they bomb in the river in front of us. And, like, we fucking slowed right down. And, like, you f- like I seen that video of that yeah, guy yeah, jumping, jumping the off a of track right years ago. Yeah. Fuck, dude. 100% <laughs> you could do that. Like, that's not a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Like, you could do that 100%. Like, when that thing was swimming, I was like, holy fuck. Like, you could have touched it if you really wanted to, right? Like, we didn't try to get close that close to him because it didn't want to yeah. startle yeah. him or freak him out. But... No, it was actually the, the lead cow that was swimming across the river was pretty funny because when she got across the main part we were on, there was another sliver of an island, but the main channel, like the the high flow of water was on the other side of that little sliver of an island, and the, the river drops probably like four feet off that island. So anyways, we're watching, she hits this fucking island and goes ass over tea kettle off the other side. I think she thought it was flat. And just, I seen her ass go right up over her fucking head. She cartwheeled right into the fucking river and then the river shot her down river. I was like, holy (laughs) fuck, did you guys see that? But, so yeah, anyways, and like, I still had an elk tag too. So I'm like fucking bugling and trying to bring something down the river. We never did, but uh, it was good. It was a wicked experience. It was colder than fuck though. Like
1: what the, like just the weather in general or on the jet boat?
0: Just fuck, man. You get up in the morning and it's fucking damp and foggy and like Waylon's boat's a center council boat. So like the guy driving has the windshield, but it's a, I think his boat's like a little 14 foot Mm -hmm. firefish. So me and other buddy are hanging off the other side. So you're just in the wind the whole fucking time. (laughs) Like I had down and rain gear on and fucking, yeah, it was cold. So yeah, we did that. The one last morning, Sunday morning, we went up the river quite a ways and we're kind of pissing around and I look I'm like fuck I see something moving up on the riverbank right it didn't look very big but it's two jet black I'm like fuck I think that's a wolf right so I'm like stop the boat so I throw the binos up sure shit two black wolves on the fucking shore so like you can't I'm like we gotta get to shore man cause like and you obviously you want to be sh- kind of shooting across at them because it's hard to see them if you're looking on the same side so we beach the boat. We get up and over this fucking, I don't, I don't know what the fuck, beaver must have fucking chewed this. Thing. It was like jill poke sticking up, man. If fallen, you fall and you would have got impaled by all these fucking stakes sticking out of the grass. So anyways, as you crawl through this, try to find a decent rest. I'm on a piece of fucking driftwood. And Waylon and Jay are a little bit behind me. So <clears throat> kind of just as we get lined up, both fucking wolves pop into the trees. So I'm like, fuck, okay, well, I'll try moose calling, cow calling. Maybe they'll come back out to the riverbank. So I started cow calling for about five minutes. Nothing comes out. So then I fucking howl at them. As soon as I howled, fucking oh, right across the river, something fucking answers back. And I was like, oh, okay, sweet, like they're still there. So I, we howled back and forth for five, six minutes. And then one howled down the river, like from where the boat was at. And I looked back and fucking a little black wolf, is running down the riverbank uh like on the other side but like running up river towards us so then whale on they never seen it so i like spin my fucking gun on the bipod over behind us and fucking plug that thing right there on the fucking riverbank and so then he kind of gets up comes he's like oh where was it i'm like oh it was kind of behind us and so anyways we're talking i howl again and then as soon as I howl again, the fuck, the other little one comes out right beside my the one I just shot that's dead on the riverbank. He's standing right next to it. And I'm like, there it is. There it is way. So he gets all set up. So I give him first shot and he missed. And then that thing like basically shot and it was fucking in the timber and I let one fly. It looked like it kind of cartwheeled into the bush and we, I walked in there and I didn't see no blood, but yeah, the one was, it was just tiny. Like it wasn't much bigger than a fucking coyote, just a little black pup yeah. but a fucking dead wolf's a good yeah, one that's so.
1: good well fuck especially in, when you're right in moose and elk like that you know that's where they're fucking feeding on so
0: oh we seen an elk the day before just downriver from that and it was fucking pounded with wolf tracks like the whole fucking riverside side was pounding yeah. so that fucking pack has been hunting that fucking them elk big time
1: in there <clears throat> so you guys weren't successful on that trip as far as moose but then did way get in there like the next weekend and get it done, or what? I thought he did. He get some. Uh,
0: yeah, him and Patch, a buddy. Yeah, of ours. I thought I seen it yeah. was him. Yeah. yeah, Patch coached uh Devin and I when we were in midget hockey, midget rep, and I ended up playing with him. And yeah, he's family friends for knowing him forever. He's a
1: big fan of the podcast. You know, he can't say enough about it.
0: <laughs> he what? Sorry, said he's a big fan it. of the
1: podcast. Can't say enough about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no he patched he just got into hunting last couple of years and he was part of that group draw right so he came down earlier in september with way and went up the river and never got nothing so anyways yeah they went in a couple of weeks after that and the exact or just up from where all the that bull sign was waylon said they seen it as they're going up the river standing in the back yeti they pulled in and and tried to call it out a little bit and ended up both getting a shot at it and but it was a fucking big bull yeah, too nice. so yeah, good for them, boys, because I know Patch... I talked away about it, and he's like, well, Patch was ecstatic. He's like... And then, he, you know, most people, when they shoot their first big game animal, they're like, now what the fuck do we do, <laughs> right? Like, well, <laughs> you know, I think they halved it and put it in the boat fucking in two halves, but no, good for those guys, man, and that's a fucking big
1: moose, too. I, he sent me pictures of it. It's a beauty. Yeah, that's a sweet trip. That sounds like a lot of fun like that. That's nice getaway. Like, how far up river? Like, just not where you were but uh time-wise like how far are you guys going
0: uh, just over an hour hour and a half maybe like but i mean fuck did it, it all it did was feel my need to want to have a jet boat <laughs> yeah, more than anything expensive like, need oh fuck dude it's just what what you can do with them like it buying a fucking ski boat to go fucking wakeboarding now is just like well I'd rather have a jet boat because I can hunt fish and go skiing if I want yeah. to on it, right? Like it's a one trick or not a one trick pony. So yeah. And just seeing like lived in this area my entire fucking life, never been up the river and it just opened up a whole motherfucking world of what you can access, right? It's just, yeah, I, I'm fucking, I might have to sell a kidney, but I'm going to get one here pretty soon. <laughs> I hope.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, good, that's, uh, yeah, it's tough luck on yours, but it sounds like still a fun trip to be a part of, so.
0: Oh, yeah, and then you, you got a, you quite a few more trips out down. <laughs> yeah, there, I'm trying eh? to think, like,
1: like, last time, we kind of recapped where we were at, I mean, we were struggling a bit, kind of later September, and, you know, we've talked about it, we talked about it, how, on this episode already, just how quickly that fucking season slips away from you, and I think I missed a whole weekend, <laughs> Matt wasn't in town, so then I, you know, went a little bit hunting, but didn't go like far back country on my own just because that's a bitch of a fucking hunt if I kill something. So the one weekend, you know, I took care of a few things around the home before I knew I was going to hunt the next two weekends. And then he, how did that work? Yeah, I went out the one morning, so that kind of went on my own. That's right. I went a bit solo. So kind of weather same thing it must have been close to when you were going moose hunting because it kind of got cold all all across the province i think it kind of just locked us in and we got a bit of snow fairly high definitely where like the trail cams have been and where we've been hunting elk and i was super interested in getting up there and seeing how much movement and i also i never not because i always was successful in september but i haven't hunted later in october as for elk as much as like i guess other people have or maybe people are used to so i don't have a ton of experience like with what their habits and patterns get up to so i kind of went dived into a spot on my own and it was miserable so like i got off the quad the rain was howling it was like hailing it was windy like the wind where you just can't hear anything like it it's blowing the rain off the trees like that kind of wind yeah and you know how you get those like feelings when you're out hunting where you're like "Mm, maybe I'll wait here or maybe I'll I won't do this like you always have like not every trip but like every once in a while you get like a bit of an intuition like to stay in a spot because you just feel like maybe there could be something around well that happened on that morning like I had that I came around my spot where I normally just bomb in and then hit the timber but I was like you know what maybe I'll wait down low because this weather's absolutely horrible and if anything they've pushed the elk around all night and maybe they are down lower or maybe they are on this side of the mountain that snow is not very high so I waited on my own in the dark in the miserable like blowing rain and I thought I picked up a faint bugle but you you almost don't believe it because it's so windy and so loud that you're just like nah that there's probably just wind howling through the trees. So I'm sitting there and 10 minutes go by and I'm like no that's a bugle so like then you know for sure like okay two so it's probably a half hour till light so I'm just gonna wait it out and it's right down on like the old logging road that I'm sitting on and they're usually not in this area in September like we usually just blow past this spot just because we're always like no they're up top they're in the back like and this time I was like, you know what, with this weather, maybe they would be. And sure enough, they did. And, and this bull, and this was like second week of October, or second weekend. And he was just going off on his own. So my play was throw the backpack on right there, get the gun ready, and just follow the bugle in the dark and try to, you know, keep the wind right and get close to him before he gets too far into the timber or you know maybe get a chance at counting points and shooting so that was kind of my play I, I popped up on the road and i really eased slowly with no calls just because it was just that light where you're you're gonna have trouble counting if i get too close to him and i made my way up the old skitter road and i could tell he was the bugles kept going kept going and he was kind of going up slope i was trying to kind of cut him off with keeping the wind right and i was also like playing the light conditions Well, I got in, and at that point, we were like level across slope. And I don't know if I had to guess, 100 yards, 150 yards from each other. Can't see him, pretty thick, alder all over that country. And I just kept easing my way towards him. And then I got right underneath him. And he's bugling on his own the whole time. But when I got that close, I could hear the cows really chirping at him. And at that point, I'm trying to decide, like, if he's only 80, 100 yards from me, how do I pull him out when he's been bugling for about an hour on his own and his cows are responding to him like it's like a fairly new situation I haven't had to just play the silent stock on a on a bugling bull that much like usually we're always enticing the bugles so you know I was really trying to figure out you know what's the right play here like you know you run through your head quickly in that 10-15 seconds it feels like but you're your next move like I'm at that point I'm like okay he's the wind's good he's 80 yards up slope, it's bright out he is still bugling on his own but how do I get him to step out of the bush like I have a couple options and then and one of them is probably going to work better than the other and at that point because the cows were answering him I decided a bugle like challenging him was going to be a better play than cow calling at him like that's what I felt like I'd go in there as an intruder bull as a satellite that heard him and just came right in, I think that felt natural to me. That that would make sense. So I ripped a bugle, just a, you know, an average, kind of like hey, here I am, like nothing crazy. And he answered it away, and then I knew I had his attention, and I knew I didn't bump him off right away. He was chuckling and kind of getting angry with me, so I'd cut him off and tried to challenge him a bit. And at that point, I didn't. I thought he would come out quickly. Like I thought, being that close to him, he would just quickly try to push me out of there and that's what i was really hoping and it turned out he was probably a big bull that i've been going for up in this country well don't know but he was smart enough to keep me at bay by bugling his cows to him and he never showed himself in that timber and the one thing i really wanted to do and i thought raking would be really good too but at that point with all the rain and all the snow and shit that was kind of left on the trees i had my covers off my scope because i was like ready to you know fire or get ready to shoot in case he did step out so i was like really worried about beating the wet willows with a stick while i was holding my rifle with all the scope covers off so i'm like yeah. right at that point of like fuck i want to rake i don't have anyone to rake for me i don't want to get my scope soaked i'm like
0: fuck like <laughs> and it was then sorry getting the fucking like water in your scope and then it fogs yeah like i've missed some big deer over the years like snow is bad or are you like fucking you're running after something and then you trip and fall and just pack your scope full of fucking snow like uh, sorry no no no, that's exactly no no no, that's exactly
1: it though that's like my i I can see my scope and i'm holding my gun horizontal because i don't want shit like it's weird i'm really awkward like i got a bugle tube in one hand I got my rifle in my palm of my other, holding it horizontal to try to keep any water from falling in. Cause I'm like, this bull's gonna step out. He's either gonna step out, give me that one window of a shot opportunity, and that's it. He's not coming to hang out. He's gonna like give me a no. fucking chance. So I'm ready. Like this is like, it's make or break. I feel like this is gonna be my last opportunity probably, having like this late in October, having a bull at 80 yards bugling at me. So, yeah. and I, so it was really funny. I did, I had like a shitty little stick in one arm. And I have my gun in my other arm. And I'm, like, trying to rake a tree kind of to the side of me. But I'm doing a piss poor job. And I'm, like, hey, this is fucking stupid. So I just, like, gave up on that. Bugled him. We bugled back and forth 10, 15 minutes. And he wouldn't come out. He wasn't really moving. He was right there. So I made the call. I'm, like, I just got to go up slope. Fuck it. Like, it's not going to hurt. I might as well just close the distance again and try to really piss him off. So I busted up slope maybe 60 yards, whatever it was. Got into, like, some timber where I felt like I could pull him in called he was now farther up slope his cows or him sort of pulling away I called got a little bit closer again i called he called back and same thing they just they were maintaining that's every elk hunter knows they maintain that distance they main and they get farther yeah. away and you're fucked like
0: yeah so once they start moving away man the chances of them especially if the cows are on the other side of him he ain't coming no. back like, he, they got, they're got they going to the bedding grounds, and they're not going to go back, backwards. So, that's, fuck. Yeah, uh, you keep going with your story. No, no, that's,
1: story. it's pretty much it for that day. Like, we, or I, just, I knew my loss. I was pretty much counting my losses at that point, and I, I know that country where I was hunting, like, the back of my hand, and I'm like, well, if they're going anywhere, they're probably going into this pocket, and I'm going to have to hike the mountain, like, around and get up above him and have to wait and work the bed and you know being by yourself in that situation with snow on the ground and stuff and i was just like i wanted to kill him right where he was that was perfect for a solo hunt you know and i just yeah i didn't have the the chance to go farther and so i kind of you know i didn't push him anymore that day and went in the next morning and the weather flipped so it got really clear overnight and got really cold it was i think minus three at the truck so up there i'm guessing like minus five because it's quite a few thousand that you climb up that road and what did i did the same thing i went to my spot and just waited in the dark and heard faint bugles off somewhere and couldn't could not the same situation couldn't locate and at that point i said okay fuck it i'll hike in my trail that we have I was going to pull my cam. I got a cam back up in there still. I was like, I got to get that out of there. So I hiked in and that's where there was about three inches of snow still on the upper side of that mountain. Now, no sign in there. So that was good. Like I've never been in there that late. So it's kind of like, okay, that means they all seem like when the snow lands up there, they start pushing off, pushing off the mountain and coming over. And it does also make sense that, you know, September, our minds are like, don't hunt the sunny side of the mountain because it's hot and they fucking hate that. Well, mid October, I think it's like the opposite. It's like hunt the sunny side of the mountain because it's a hell of a lot warmer on that side. So, yeah, um got up in there. Camera was all right. There was a few five point two five points on it and some deer and shit. But it was interesting. I like called on my way into that spot. Just a few bugles, few cow calls here and there. Checked the camera. Had a snack was kind of bombing out the trail quickly just because I was like there's nothing back here and wanted to hit another spot timely like get in there and bugle and see if I could pick something up before the morning got away from me so I was you know we all do this you kind of just rip through the trail and it's funny I even thought about what Tanner said you know hunt the fucking on the last day the same way you'd hunt on the first day and I didn't I was fucking like Quickly, nonchalantly scurrying through the bush trying to make up time. And sure enough, I bumped an elk coming out and I heard him. I didn't see him, but I heard him crashing. And quickly threw a read in. Like I didn't even have a read in. Like I wasn't even in hunt mode. Threw a read in. Cow called. Stopped him. I could hear him kind of walking around. So I jacked a shell in, got ready. And I called this bull in once into just brush and you could just hear him and see blonde and then he saw me move like I was trying to get to a better window and he saw movement and I heard him bust but I stopped him again so it's like second time and again just giving him like some cow calls little whiny little you know just show yourself type calls and I tried to get in a better window and he came around high side on me and then I saw like you know the base of his head Like I could just make out the top of his head and the bottom of his bases there. And I could see like one beam. And I only watched him flip once. And I'm pretty sure he was a five point just by the back end that I saw. I mean, he could have had a six somewhere. I don't fucking know. But I didn't have a shot or anything. And then it was funny. Like these young bulls and and no bugles, nothing. But he was sneaking into my calls from earlier. And I jumped up, scared him because he heard movement he didn't see me and then i stopped him for like a third time and called him back in again and then he like he was pretty fucking sus at that point because he's seen like two movements heard a cow and hasn't seen an elk and then he kind of busted out like i watched him like bolt but i didn't get to really see him so that was you know kind of fun but kind of shitty too like that close to maybe having a six point stand in there but yeah so that was yeah it was tricky but at least
0: you got some fucking elk. I mean, you guys live in a mecca down there too. But like, I never even heard a fucking bugle this year. And it wasn't for not trying, man. I was going out. I mean, this area up here is kind of fucked, dude. But you know, I was going out all the time, man, and calling, and not a peep. Super frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> so... it just feels like you'd like
1: you. You get defeated, right? They just like
0: what you- fuck yeah man like i remember we were talking before the hunting season i'm like man i'm feeling fucking confident so were, so were we like yeah yeah like i'm like i got two fucking bulls in two years like it's fucking on this year like big time and it was just absolute crickets and like i've burned into like i said earlier enough fucking elk tags man that that one stinks more than any other fucking tag yeah every fucking year
1: well and it kind of been chatting with a couple guys around the the i guess kootenays but just around the area the local area and one guy i know got a bull nice bull nice six point and i kind of got his story on that and his whole season and now i kind of want to get more of his story but just a brief little description and you know it, the from what the sounds of it and, he, and i think he's a really like, renowned elk hunter, like, they kill a lot of elk every year, right? Like, they their, their group does. And his comment was, like, pretty grateful to have a bull down because between the full moon and the elk not being in the spots where they're normally, he's, like, the year wasn't looking good. Like, he referenced, you know, basically the same thing we were talking about. Like, that full moon right in the middle of what we would consider prime rut time and the drought is what and we've been talking about that so it's not well i feel better that it's not just us thinking that the drought and the you know the moon and everything i think the drought big time like he's saying like there's usually elk in these holes they've always called them or heard them and they weren't there and that's pretty similar to what we were seeing they know matt had a spot that two years in a row would have bulls in it and this year we went in there and nothing and even look at our you know our spot that we hunt more than anywhere and yeah there was elk in there but they weren't like firing off like you normally hear them so i don't know if that means just less elk so this the rut activity wasn't as as high as normal so
0: yeah predators too that's another there's wolves or grizzlies rolling around in that area man fucking shit's not gonna stick around so yeah that's another thing but yeah, it's it's fucking frustrating. I know up around this part, it's like elk hunting's not fucking great as it is. But everyone I talk to, man, they're like, holy fuck, is there a lot of hunters here? Yeah. And, like, it's local guys, but the hunters we're running into were not local. So, like, and I did it kind of, unless you pull a moose LEH or something for that area, I'm like, why the fuck would you come here to go elk hunting? Like... There's so many better places to go. It yeah, depends of on how far you're and like,
1: No, no, they should keep going there. They can't come down here.
0: Well, no, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, for you, but for me, I'm like, get the fuck out of my spot. But, you know, like it, it, I've hunted that area. Well, my brother-in-law, Garrick, took me in there when I was 20. You know, and like we hunted the fuck out of that for probably, I would say, eight years. There's no one in there. Yeah. How do like, they even
1: figure it out, right?
0: Well, Garrick, he's the one that told me, and he said he no, but like should these have killed other some guys, bulls right? back.
1: Like, how do these? Yeah. Oh, fuck! I mean, I, I had no idea, man. Pick like, a road and go, yeah. and then if you start seeing sign, you start hunting it, I guess. But
0: well, it's the first, it's the first introduction to Region Seven where you can hunt out. Yeah, so I think that's what it is. It's the closest place to anyone south that can go up there and like legally hunt six point bull out. Yeah. That's the only reason, I think, because, like, I mean, we used to go around, run around there in bow season, man. Fuck, it was, like, the five of us and no one yeah. else. And then come rifle season, and you know, you'd get, you know, more town hunters or people from Prince or whatever coming. But, like, there was... And I, if you would go out, you would have a fucking bull answering or bull coming in. Like, years, I've had bulls, like, 30 yards, 50 yards away, like you can't count points and they're just freaking out. And like all the times i fucked up royally, like I could have killed a bull every single year out there. I just had no idea what the fuck I was doing. It's <laughs> just, you know, I started rolling around with a fucking pack bugle and a hoochie mama.
1: Yeah. But that works when and they're not uh, trained.
0: Oh, it, and then from there I upgraded to the Terminator <laughs> and a hoochie mama. <laughs> like it took me a long time to figure reads out. And, and if I knew what I knew now about elk hunting, like, I can think back of all the times I fucked up yeah. where that's a dead bull every fucking time. And like, there's times where me and my buddy, Nick, we used to go out there and like, we'd be scared to get up because there'd be five different bulls screaming. And it'd be right in the center of this fucking action. And if it's like, we're trying to get out of there and it's pitch black and elk are following us, yelling at us. And we're like, and then Nick, we'd meet up and he's like, dude, he's like, I didn't know which one was you calling. Like, <laughs> they were fucking all around us. He's like, I was scared to even move. He's like, dude, they're like breathing. Like I'm not joking. 15 feet away, pitch black. And you can hear them breathing. (laughs) And then they rip a bugle at you and you're like fucking terrified. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. It's, I was going to ask you
1: too, like after I told the story of that interaction with, with mine too, I never got your opinion. I've asked a couple guys what they would do. Do you think there was another move there?
0: honestly i think at that point you just fucking send a hail mary man and just bum rush that fucking thing
1: but like you don't like Like, even when i snuck up like that i think that's the play i think in my mind the bugle is the play i don't think you go back to cow call or anything like
0: no i think if he's bugling like i think there's either hot cow in that group and like you know jury. You were kind of fighting the light at the beginning. It's kind of tough. I know. It's, I like. Do I like, get
1: in there tighter? That was the one play. Like, should I have just tried well, to let you, them bump me? But then what?
0: I've had it happen to me before too, man. Where you you get vocal too soon, yeah. and they come running in, and it's dark. Yeah, and you're looking at an animal in front of you, and he's looking at you, and you can't count points, and it ain't. And that's legal what shooting. I didn't
1: want for sure. Like I'm like I'm no, not gonna chance this last opportunity, and then see something in the dark.
0: No, the only other option would be maybe, like, stay the same elevation with them the whole time and try to, like, flank them a little bit. Yeah, get up before I even
1: called, like, get on elevation, maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but, fuck, you were off. Yeah, if they're going to cross the fucking road, that's when you're going to pound them, too, right? So, I don't know. It's a a tough situation. Like, if that bull, say he was, say the sun came up five minutes earlier or ten minutes earlier you're watching that bull cross that's what i was hoping
1: yeah i was like man i wonder if i can get on the road but i knew like i waited on the road like waited for 10 minutes because i'm like i need the light because at any point i knew i'd have maybe 100 yards of shooting and i'm like fuck i could just catch him like that was the thought i was trying to be that smart like i was trying to learn from other mistakes and just be like okay this is the only thing that i think could work if it's the caliber of the bull i think it is like that's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, if he's got that many cows, man, I and,
0: put money it's that big. Yeah, fucking... and we haven't
1: even posted it yet because I didn't want to jinx my elk season. But I'll put it on Instagram now. I was like, the whole time I'm, I'm not posting this fucking video. Like I'm like, I, I can't. It's like it's mine. <laughs> it's my video and I won. Yeah. Like I'm not fuck it. But now it's it's over. Like fuck. Here we are, twenty first, wow. right? Yeah. So that
0: video is pretty unreal so, too, uh,
1: though, man. Like, yeah, we'll put it up on. Uh, we'll put it up on Instagram. It's it's a good trail cam pick of the bull that I was had my heart set on all season and he fucking gave us the old slip ski. but uh, maybe he'll be a big cocksucker next year. <laughs> well, yeah. It'd be nice
0: to find his sheds and then pound him yeah. next year. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to come down there yeah, and show, show me, how me how to do, do it.
1: it. You can call him in though.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. I owe you. I owe you a couple. Yeah. So,
1: so That's why don't you uh, run me through the story? So Kurt had a story. He's been out uh, with the family. I'm a bit jealous. The family has a nice cabin uh set up there, the whole fam dam goes out moose hunting. My parents actually I should throw them a little shout out. They got a they got their bowl this year, L E H draw in the Caribou area and Gare Bear and Jan, you know, filled the freezer with a nice bowl. And uh even mom said she's enjoying the meat and she doesn't usually like the wild meat, so that was nice to hear. But they got out for a few trips now to the the lake and and do the traditional family moose hunt. But Kurt uh, had a story that he, he wouldn't quite share it to me so he's gonna share it to me on here and i'm excited to kind of hear the full story i know what's kind of happened but
0: yeah (laughs) you know the conclusion but that's about (laughs) it so yeah like devin said we got family cabins there on a lake close to town and it's kind of tradition we go out there for thanksgiving dinner and you know like immatures are open if someone's got a draw you know and you know uh two of my uncles had draws so one uncle had his camp down the road, and then our whole family went out for Thanksgiving. It was my old man's birthday that weekend, too, so it was fun. You know, get out and shoot some chickens and run around and try to look for that fucking unicorn of a immature bull, which is a needle in a fucking haystack, so anyways, we're, you know, get up in the morning. It's pretty hard to get motivated to get up to go look for fucking, you know, and you know what happens every motherfucking year? is I see a fucking big bull. Every year, Thanksgiving, I go to the same fucking spot and I see a bull on that same fucking lake and I just fucking, I call to him, I watch him in the spotter and then I drive away. (laughs) And uh, so it's pretty hard to get up in the morning, right? Just being like, well, I guess I'm going to go shoot some fucking grouse. But anyways, we went out, I pounded like fucking 500 kilometers that weekend and I did see that one bull, but he was in a the opposite area of my uncle's tag. And yeah, it was just the, I don't know. They did. You get bored driving around, right? And then chicken hunting wasn't even good. Like I killed eight all weekend in 500 fucking kilometers. So that's a pretty expensive dinner. So anyways, the last morning I think is Monday morning. And, uh, I was going out by myself other than the wife would come with me in the evenings, but she wasn't getting up early. So my old man's like, well, Okay, I'll come with you. The last morning we go out. So we go out to this, you know, everyone's been driving down the same roads all fucking weekends. So I'm like, well, I haven't been out that way. I'll go out there. So we get up, first tracks up the road, just fresh snow. I'm like, fucking hey, this is moose hunting weather right now. It's cold. It wasn't, it was kind of windy all weekend, but it wasn't bad that morning. So hike all over, or drive up this fucking road, fresh, no fresh tracks, nothing so get up to the top do some loops up top coming back and it's like 9 30 like okay well we'll get back for breakfast and start packing up camp heading back to town and not even like paying attention right like we're i'm looking off of the mountain we're hunting and i'm looking at the far mountains being like oh there's a new block up there i wonder how you get up there and what mountain is that and blah 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 it's so are like having a conversation about the, all the new logging around and come around the corner and my dad's just like moose and like he's like it's a calf <laughs> and as he as he says it like we we're kind of coming around a corner and then the road went over the hump so the moose is right on the hump on the corner so as we roll around the corner i look up and soon it's already running dead away from us probably 60 yards and i'd seen it had a fucking little fucking horn sticking out and i'm like it's a fucking immature so i like bail out Oh, fuck. It was gone already, right? So we jump back in the truck. I go up to the next corner, come over the hump and around the corner. And the bull is running dead, like dead straight away from us down the road, like 100 yards. And it's kind of on the left hand side of the road. So I fucking put my little fucking Suzuki in park and I jump out. I swing the fucking door open. Well, the fucking door bottoms out, comes back, just nails me right in the fucking mouth. (laughs) Like, like fucking hard like it split my fucking lip wide open and like boom and i like pull my gun up fucking swing the door open again i got out there and the thing's just fucking just about off the road and i've basically seen its ass and its fucking head and it's got two on one side and nothing on the other side and it's tiny like it's a small two-point deer fucking size antler like tiny like it looked like it was a calf and uh So I fucking, I tried going headshot, like rushed headshot, missed the fucking thing. So I fucking run down the road and I, I, just as I got, there was a little bit of a narrow part of a slash right there. So I'm like obviously out of breath when I get there. (laughs) I got my fucking gumboots on. So I just see its back go over the fucking hill into the slash. So I keep running down the road thinking I'm going to be able to look back at it. And most of the times moose, man, like they're not the smartest animal in the world like usually they'll hit the tree line and they'll stop and look yeah. back and i was i was calling like i was like fucking meow, meow as i'm running down the fucking road like they always fucking stop for at least a half a second look back right And like this little fucker if he did man he was done on the middle of the road but he didn't he never fucking well, he's already been beat.
1: shot at once you gotta give him that
0: oh dude there was like 20 fucking hunters <laughs> And like rolling around, ev- like there's only like really three roads in that spot that you can hunt, and there's like five camps out there with multiple hunters in each camp. They're all hunting immatures. <laughs> I'm like, and this little fucking thing, like where he came from, no idea. Like, and yeah, so I, I figured he would stop at the tree line, didn't stop. So, anyways, I drive up and like I'm okay, well maybe he'll come out into this block. So we start calling and calling. And, then a fucking side-by-side side comes up the road so that I kind of block the road a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I, I like whip the rig around. I, wait, how like do you, you got to explain to me how
1: you block a logging road at the Grand Vitari. Oh, you just fucking drive really slow right down the fucking
0: <laughs> middle. It'd have to be a cunt move for him to go around me and I guarantee he ain't making it around me. So he ended up just coming up and turning around and going back down and then we stopped the Vitari, jumped out, started calling again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so i'm like okay hey, well my dad and i we both thought we heard a grunt so I'm like well i'll go in i'll follow his tracks so i leave the old man up on the slash and i figure i'm gonna i might push him out into the block and then my dad will have a good shot right so i start pounding down you know getting on his tracks and the fucking he didn't go anywhere near that logging block he went the other direction straight down the mountain into a big ass fucking swamp and like I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm done. I'm not fucking... For one, if I would have killed him down there, fuck, I'd still be there trying to get him out. So I went back, and that kind of... That was the end of my moose hunting for this year, too. So it was a little... And, of course, I didn't know. Like, I knew I whacked my mouth good, right? But when I got back to the fucking vehicle, I'm like, I could taste the blood in my mouth. And I look in the mirror, and I just fucking blood all over my face all in my teeth my lips swollen in my dad's lap he's like what the fuck did you do (laughs) well i swung the door open a little too hard and it bounced back and bit me in the fucking lip okay well
1: that that's really good um because i was just thinking if i don't know if you saw this year on uh instagram or something there was like the hunter games down in the states i think Corey jacobson and all those guys were part of it they had like long range shooting they had like all these events and it was kind of like these hunter olympics and i think mountain ops or something put it on right so i'm like they should have like interior bc truck hunter games and i would have you on my team and kurt's like sole task would be the quickest to get out of a truck and fucking oh. kill something like kurt's the best at that, that i've ever seen so this is really funny and it's like probably because he's been mountain hunting too much and he's a little rusty and is not used to this vehicle but like if i had to pick someone as my passenger on like truck hunting it's kurt like just get the fuck out and kill <laughs> shit like the guy's quick Man. and he gets on it so like this is like so funny that i can picture you just being like they so ready and just boom like hit the door so it's fucking yeah that's well, pretty good my,
0: my wife was bugging me she's like you get so panicky when you see something i'm like well, it's not panicky it's not, speed. it's not yeah, panicky it's, speed. it's fast yeah. like and it's like, you got to put the motherfucker in park and jump out and still get your gun uploaded and take a shot. Yeah. Like, it's a fucking Olympic it's... event.
1: Fuck the biathlon.
0: <laughs> and I do laugh because usually I'm pretty good at that. And it's, when I, it's funny because when I guide Moose, you know, the, the guys that are coming up to this area, like they're buying a pickup hunt, right? Like we're driving around a tracker and you basically, unless you can get, a lot of them, they're all older guys. that can't walk. So, like, you got to put one on a platter for them. Either you call it in and they're, like, 10 yards from the vehicle or it's going down the road and you seeing one standing there, right? So, like, I see a bullet, I'm like, I've, I could be out of the fucking vehicle in half a second already <laughs> on this thing. But you get some of these guys, man, they're still fucking around, like, 15 seconds and they're, I don't know what they're doing, but they're fiddle-fucking their hands trying to get their gun out. And and then they get buck fever, too, because most of those guys never never shot a moose. Yeah. Let alone probably never even seen one, right? So the fucking buck fever factor is like a million. So, you know, I bail out, like I'm calling, trying to get, I keep it fucking standing there. I'm like, hurry up, like this thing's gonna go. (laughs) And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, like this thing's gonna fucking run away. Like, get the fuck out now. And you try not to swear and get mad at them, but it is pretty funny. And there's been a few there where you, you know, you see them and you fucking get the shooting sticks out, like, you just look at this, like, man, this fucking moose. Like, how come this never happens to yeah. me? They don't fucking stand no. there. Like, they're fucking gone. Yeah. And I, for some reason, these bulls are these old guys. Like, they just stand there broadside at 50 fucking yards while I get out, set the shooting sticks up for them, pretty much load their fucking gun. Yeah. And then the one guy there, I had him set up, and there was a, a small bull and a cow, a cow, calf, small bull. And, he's lined up on the cow and i'm like no no like the bull's over there to the left takes his eye away from the scope oh yeah yeah puts it back on guns right on the cow and i'm like no like over there oh yeah right back on the cow i had to go over and like i moved his barrel over and he's like oh (laughs) it's over there i'm like yeah shoot the fucking thing right like pow fucking 300 ultra mag at 50 yards like right <laughs> through the boiler yeah it was it was pretty funny but yeah it's it's funny guys like you know like we were our fucking dads that's all they did was pick up hunting yeah they'd pound moose every yeah. year right so we kind of learned how to do it and learned to be efficient yeah, efficient that's
1: the word that's <laughs> fucking. Efficient. i'm so fucking funny that you fucking smacked your face off the fucking it's because of it well, you know you know here's the reason you learn to truck hunt on a naturally aspirated 88 fucking Ford 250 diesel. And you big, yeah. big cab, big doors. They barely open as it is. They squeak as you open them. Then you get the Grand Ventari and the doors are so light, you kick it open. Eh? Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's yeah, a mu- it's like mu- mu- fucking... muscle memory. Fuck, man. It
0: went back so <laughs> fucking fast. Like, yeah, oh, that's good. It was... <laughs> <laughs> fucking funny my wife had a pretty good laugh when i came back for breakfast yeah, i'm and, uh, sure your dad i'm sure kenny and... fucking was
1: giggling oh <laughs> fucking giggling. when i come back
0: with a mouthful of yeah. blood he's just like what the fuck did you do you idiot <laughs> yeah. oh that's man. good yeah but man i was like after missing that Emmy, like just fucking rattled all day like sour grapes all fucking day long packing up camp sulking i'm like fuck motherfucker yep. right but it's kinda of been that year for me, so it's it's at par now, I guess. So. Yeah, well,
1: you know, maybe next year will be a big one, huh? You never know. Well fuck, it'd be nice to get a
0: fucking draw for yeah, once. I'd be, be I'd be happy with that. Yeah. But you know what? Next year I'll get a draw and we'll plan to do a northern moose yeah, and, then and need... it'll fuck everything yeah, all You up. don't
1: need the draw. <laughs> yeah.
0: No. Well I'll fucking, I'll put in a group with the old man and he can whack there you one. Go he he's the ultimate truck hunter he's the the fucking sleep in, he's the porn go hunting at nine o'clock he, he used to kill Kid. one every
1: year that's he's the one he's the model yeah. truck hunter like we'd go out on the he, horses and yeah 100 percent.
0: fuck i'd go out with the uncles because kenny wouldn't want to fucking get up early excuse me then we'd be out you know six in the morning pounding the roads fucking and that was back when it used to be any bowl open season and uh fucking we'd be out there and you'd hear my dad on the radio like 9 30 in the morning hey uh gary doug you on here yeah yeah i'm gonna need a hand yeah. <laughs> and you just knew like that was cold right you're <laughs> like that fucker shot one and he like had breakfast goes out had by... a
1: coffee everyone else has been hunting for an hour and a half
0: yeah oh yeah goes out at nine nine thirty 30 in the morning quick chicken hunt and the the <laughs> fucked up thing is his rifle's usually in the back seat <laughs> in the case with his clip in the fucking ammo fucking box and then he'll like jump out grab his gun grab his fucking clip and shoot the moose <laughs> on the fucking road and i'm like how the f-? every year like it's just yeah and he's like well you just got to know how to hunt them and know where they are you know
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well i mean that kind of ties into the the kind of the final recap of our uh mid season podcast here uh, cuz you know, you just got to hunt him and know where you are. Just, you know, be lucky every once in a while. And uh, our buddy there, you know, we we did end on a bit of a high note down here. And it, I wasn't that involved with it, but I was super stoked for Matt. So Matt Peske has been on the show a couple episodes here. And send him a little congrats. He, he did get his six point this year. And it took him almost every weekend since the season started. And, and he hunted really hard. So... Send out a little congrats to him. But I'll kind of recap what happened there. It was uh, interesting. Like I kind of told the story. About the weekend he was gone. And we have had quite a year of misses. As far as just not pulling him in. Not actually missing. But like just not being able to seal the deal. And again hunting and life don't always coincide the way we like. And we had made a plan last weekend we're gonna head into the same spot i got into the elk the weekend before together we're gonna get her done we're gonna find them or hopefully have something happen And you know i got unlucky in our hot water tank at home shit the fucking bed so can't leave the house without hot water and i felt guilty you know my wife probably would have been fine she's like yeah you're gonna go hunting on saturday and i was like well We don't have hot water in our home and two little girls need to bathe and like I should shower every once in a while, so I should probably stay a first. Yeah, be a first, but I should probably stay and fix that. So, you know, I did the right thing and said, No, no, I'll I'll stay and and work on it like it's the right thing to do. So Matt's like, Well, I'm gonna go in and I'm like, Yeah, absolutely. Like so I kinda we kinda played it. He's like, What do you think I should do? Like, what did you do last week? And so I kinda told him and said like man it's not gonna matter but this is what i did this is what i would do if i was you and then just play it like this so thinking nothing of it i'm working away at home i get a text about 7:30, matt pesky and i'm like oh fucking you know those texts you know one of these you know it you don't <laughs> yeah. even fucking have i saw matt pesky and i just like no it's good it's a, you don't text your hunting partner at 7:30 in the morning the morning you're hunting without really bad news or yeah. really good news yeah. Like it's fuck.
0: If it's if it's that early, it's fucking good news yeah, most of the time.
1: 100%. Sure enough, dirt nap is the text I get. And I'm like <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and I was pumped, like so I called him right away cuz he's got service where he was hunting and yeah, it was just like bowled down. So I'm I feel bad now too and I'm like, "Oh fuck, like I should have been there. Now I know where he is and it it worked out really good. I, I was able to you know, to, told him I'd come and help him but you got to give me some time. So, you know, he just processed, well, which is a big task. He had to process the bowl on his own, you know, flip it around and, and get all the meat off and, and everything. And uh, I told him if I just take care of a few things with the water heater, I'll throw the quad in and, and meet you up there and should be there like midday. So that's what, that's what we did. And I got in there and met him about two o'clock and it was perfect. He had everything in game bags he was just finishing off taking the head off and you know his wife i give her props she's she's really into the wild meat side she wanted the tongue she wants to try the tongue and he said what about the heart you want to get in there and get it she really wants to try that and so i was like yeah i can get it out for you so i reached in got the heart out they pull. we pulled the tongue out it was one of those good pack out situations too like where he killed this bull like worked out really good like and didn't call him in. So it was just like one of those is what I was kind of referring to. Is like He spent the morning, tried to locate elk early, moved in on the trail, moved up, did a little bit of calling, like late season kept calling, not too aggressive, walking mid-slope up an old logging slash, spike bull comes out. He's like, well, that's kind of odd, like spike bull by itself, like nothing's bugling. And then... From what his story was, was like 12 yards, 15 yards out. Six point comes over the rise to check him out. And fucking Fuck. easy to count and easy to shoot, broadside, like, standing there. And, yeah. Yeah, see?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of luck involved in being successful hunting.
1: yeah and that's like, what i've had that conversation like i'm not a guy that like believes in luck too much or doesn't want to believe in luck but you got to have some every once in a while to and that's a prime example and he felt very lucky that it happened and you know what he worked really hard and it's not always going to happen though right like you don't always you can't just work hard in hunting and then it it works
0: you got to create
1: your own so, luck, man that guy went out of fucking he did, lot and he year. had some situations like, that fucked him over that weren't exactly in his like his fault or anything it's just the way the cards roll though he was unlucky yep. many times so
0: that's that's fucking elk hunting <laughs> yeah. one right there is fucking little fucking things fucking you up yeah but no congratulations matt and you know i, I i'm glad well i'm kind of glad that you got it in my spot but uh <laughs> well, i guess i'll let you take this one this year and yeah. yeah no it was
1: good and you know what it was great to get in there and help him pack it out you know stretch the old legs and it wasn't a hard one like it was an easy pack out we only had to to get to the quads we were only probably i would say 20 minutes at the most oh nice. so it yeah. was sweet like he had it prepped and we just you know load to the quad load back and then load to the quad and we were done i didn't even load yeah. it good like <laughs> threw it in the pack and like it was like oh, that's not very centered but i'm like fuck whatever like get yeah, it there those
0: those ones you don't feel bad it's when you got a fucking long yeah. pack oh, yeah. out and you're like fuck i'm just the help yeah hey, right? like, <laughs> this sucks <So> it was. <laughs> when you're packing your own bull out it's not yeah. bad but if you're helping someone else it was nice to get him out of sucks. the
1: bush before dark and stuff and i think he appreciated it so it was good oh and he helped you pack yours last yeah. year so you yeah, owed him totally one. so but yeah but, so it was good to kind of finish on that. I felt somewhat successful just being involved in the that part of it. I mean that's fun. You know, it was our spot and still gets a little taste in your mouth for it, so
0: Yeah. Now what's uh what's next on the agenda? You guys got a moose draw, don't yeah, you? Yeah, so
1: our moose draw down here is still open. It's it's been open since September, but it just opened for rifle any bull yesterday. So it's an interesting, oh, interesting nice. draw. Yeah, it uh, it goes like September tenth to October twentieth, bowl only, any bull and then it flips to rifle bowl only, but it's not till the twentieth. So it's a it's a pretty interesting draw that way. When's it close? On uh, November fifth or the tenth or something. So, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So you got a little bit. Yeah, of we got a bit of time, there. and then uh, we got a goat hunt plan too. So we. Uh, Yeah, Matt was telling me that the other day. So that's going to be good. We're excited. We're going to, I think, going to go into a spot kind of early November to start with and probably do an overnighter in November. So that'll be a a first for me. And he's got a hot stove for his one tent. So that's what we're going to try and we'll see how that feels. So I've never done it that late. This will be the latest I've done a, a tent overnighter.
0: Well, wow, that's good that's a good learning experience you take what you learn from there and then when we go you're you'll know what you're doing
1: yeah that's right so that we're looking forward to that because those are always fun adventures those goat hunts you know you just fucking the country you get into and then it's since we're doing it late like that and it'll, it'll be good so just the, the hunt alone so and I, and I got a good spot I feel good about that We'll we'll see goats I don't know if we'll find the one we're after but I'm sure we'll sure we'll get to glass them up it's it's always nice you know we we are lucky down here you talked about it about how kind of our season rolls out if we get lucky enough to pull draws you get to float into that goat hunt later and you get to look forward to drinking coffee and and glassing for mountain goats like that's i enjoy that a lot it's like one of those hunts where you 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 get to relax a little bit enjoy the scenery and you're not chasing and you're not always stressing over timeline and trying to track that elk down you get to watch an animal for a while it's kind of like sheep hunting where you get to really study the animals and and enjoy the terrain so i always look forward to that late season and you know we talked about it last year matt being his first goat hunt and everything and not even knowing if he'd go goat hunting and now man he's like fuck i can't wait to go goat hunting like i'm like right like you're hooked i knew you would be it's just the experience it's just that that out there that country you get into so
0: yeah oh no that's good man and to see a guy like that that's just like he's fucking got the sickness right yeah he's only been doing it for a couple years there and he just loves it that's that's good to see so good for him and all you guys will have successful hunts i think hopefully I i don't know what the moose population's like down there but um whatever just going
1: like fucking even when i went moose hunting this year man it's fun like <laughs> Go yeah, it's, we've been pounding you know. the fucking bush for a month and a half None. i don't think there's one of us that's complaining about potentially riding around looking for moose <laughs> yeah like
0: it, it, sometimes it's hard to get your mind back into yeah hunting.
1: i haven't done it for like right? a long time like if you consider it every hunt i've done in the last three years and i'm not like this isn't like me bragging about this it's just like I either elk hunt off a quad and then to a trail, or just straight up backcountry, or just straight off bomb into the backcountry from the truck. I don't even have my gun ready. Or we go sheep hunting, or we go goat hunting, which isn't a, typically a truck hunt. So it's like, yeah, um, fuck, let's yeah. go. Let's spend a couple weekends fucking moose hunting. And Matt's like, yeah, let's fucking drink coffee and truck hunt. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's fucking right. Like last.
0: Was it last? Yeah, last weekend. Our buddy Trav Campbell, he's got a moose straw right now. So, anyways, he's been sending me messages and kind of keeping me posted on how he's been doing. And so, anyways, he's like, "Yeah, there's lots of chickens out that way, and that's like where we grew up hunting oh, yeah. a yeah, yeah. Area. And So I'm like, you know what? I haven't been out there. Like, I guide that area, but we don't. That's not in the area that way. So I'm like, fuck! I haven't been out to the back of
1: the forty nine. Forty nine hundred man years. So Those that name like this is like the yeah. name the m road and the 4900 give me like goosebumps cuz it's like this eerie for me it's like this like almost like legendary spots i'm not even saying they're like legendary but for us as like growing up you just hear the dads talking about it it's like that was our childhood yeah, those two like, things so
0: i went out there and like the road is fucking dog shit now i mean it was probably shitty back then but it's fucking now that i'm driving and paying for my own tires it sucks <laughs> So I went right to the end of the forty nine, like I shot nine chickens that day. Did it day and
1: look my the same, or is it growing right in?
0: Fuck! It is so growing up. Like all those blocks, like we all had our special red, yeah, road, red and road, monkey yeah, snot yeah, road, yeah. And, and shit like I that. Can I can picture some of the there.
1: dips and turns, like coming through yeah, those swamps.
0: Fuck, all all those roads, it makes me think of when we had to drag a fucking moose up. Because <laughs> we every road out there, our family's somewhere out there's whacked one on every fucking road and like some of the spots where i killed moose with my dad when i was like super young like i remember standing in the box of the truck looking down into like the login block because you couldn't see from the truck so you had to stand up to look down and see a moose right like that shit's 20 feet tall christmas trees like you can't see anything out there it's it's changed tons man it's fucking weird actually and then where our hunting camp used to be, that's all gone now. There's no cabin. There's no nothing there. It's just flat. All the trees that it was made out of are fucking been cut down oh, yeah. or fallen down. Yeah, it's weird, man. But it was, it brings back some memories. Like I went down the road where I shot my very first deer. That was kind of, that was kind of funny. I was kind of thinking when I was out there, I'm like, I should talk about this. on the, Well, actually, on that's gas, interesting you
1: say that. I I have an idea for an episode and I'll just say it right now is I kind of want to do an episode where everyone tells the story that they can remember of their first.
0: Oh, I can remember my first moose and my yeah. first deer out. Like, both well, them. But We should
1: get like our right. guests, like get a guest, like even our previous guests just to tell us like the next time we get them on or whatever, just record that. Like tell us the story of your first deer and then we'll do a whole episode on hunters <laughs> first and we'll just do a compilation oh. of all that. I think that'd be really cool because I, I remember my first deer. I remember your first yeah. deer too. Like I was... 12 you know like with dad like i remember everything about that day it's and you know not to tie this episode into maybe possibly another episode but i think like and i talked about this we talk about this stuff when you're out hunting because of what else do you have to do if you have no cell service and you can't scroll instagram you're going to talk about something and i talked about this like first like matt has a first omer would have a first like all the guys we've had on right and why can we vividly so hunting must we already know we're passionate about it and it's the memories and it's all the stories that's why we do this i can remember i was 12 i don't remember a single fucking goal i scored in hockey when i was 12 couldn't tell you didn't score a lot of them but i can't remember them like you know like (laughs) if i didn't score a lot you think i'd remember one or two or a game or like thing i was a we were big hockey players we enjoyed it we still enjoy it don't remember a fucking but i can remember everything about that morning at least in that like 20 minutes of when i killed yeah. that deer i i'm not kidding like i can remember how much snow was on the ground i can remember the gun i was shooting i can remember the position i was in like the color of the truck like my mind has locked that memory in so vividly and a lot of my hunting memories why do you think we have a podcast where we can just tell these stories and talk about all this stuff you know it's just like it's there like they're inked in and I don't know if you have to be passionate oh. about it or if it's hunting in general, the the sport of hunting and what it does to people and why people get hooked.
0: I, I think it's like, you're so proud of like, it's it, some people might not understand that you guys are sick fucks. If you're proud to kill an animal, but it, it really was man. Like I remember killing, I killed my first moose before I killed my first deer and like, I don't, you know, there's some funny stories behind both of those fucking when they happened. Like, it, and I'll remember every aspect yeah. of that morning and that evening. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. I want to, I want to, you tell your story right now because fucking it's burning. I got to tell mine, man. It's fucking What, funny. the first? Yeah, your first deer.
1: All right. So, uh, fuck it. We'll tell it now. That's fine. We can do it. Like, I think an episode like that would be good, though. Don't you agree?
0: What, was that was that the one that uncle brad fucking walked no up no, that's, thing no, no that's no no that's a different story one, i can yeah. tell that
1: one my first is with dad <laughs> yeah dad that was at the farm yeah.
0: right yeah
1: yeah before yeah so you know we kurt and i like we've said before we've you know we're on set or sorry we're generational hunters not onset hunters so we've been doing it like we said since we were couldn't even walk we've been at hunting camp and people ask me nowadays i like got guys at work i'll tie into this a bit it's like They're trying to get their core, right? I got guys they are 19, they're 25, they're they're like, hey, what's the core course like? And my response is like, honestly, I don't fucking know. I'm like, you know when I did my core test? And he's like, no. And I'm like, I was 12. Like, I was 12 years old when I did my core course. Like, I know I could tell you a few things just because I know what you should be looking for, like synopsis-wide and stuff, but I'm like, I was 12. So, 12-year-old, like, first year with core it didn't matter because you could hunt under your dad's license anyways, and you know the first gun I shot for deer hunting was open sights thirty thirty. 30 You know that was the gun, lever action, the fucking John Wayne special, like just a piece of the shit fucking hunting rifle. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. So we go out, and it's November in Quesnel and two, three inches of snow on the ground. There's been deer around the farm, and. You know, dad's like, let's go for a hunt. And so we load up the truck, and I thought I was going to take the 33rd. And he's like, I think you should take mom's gun. And my mom still to this day shoots this gun. But, you know, 22 years ago, it's a Winchester. No, it's a Savage lever action three oh eight with a loophole, like a very x fucking scope. Like the classic just... So he's like, you should take mom's gun out now. You know, 12 year old kids like, oh, does it kick a lot? Like, well, no, she's like, it'll kick less because it actually has a recoil pad, like the fucking thirty thirty, like just solid wood. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I've never even shot this particular rifle before. And we go for a, a drive out the farm and we're cruising up the road. And I, I can remember, oh, there's, there's deer. And like, dad stopped the truck, shut it off and looking through, through the windshield. And he's like, Dev, there's a buck, like right there and i don't know it was 80 yards or something and he's like get out get out like load mom's gun so like jump out put the clip in lever load it like slow and if i remember right like those old savage lever actions they're not like they're a bit stiff and you don't want to like clink it and i think i couldn't get it to load like because i was trying to go slow but you have to like if you don't fluidly load it like, you gotta snap yeah it now. it's like you gotta click yeah. it in and and i couldn't get it so dad had to come over or we were both at the front of the truck and he had to help me finish it and i'm like well where do i shoot it like that's a question like i leaned to like my dad and like where do i aim like even though you should know that but you don't you're thinking in the moment like that and i remember asking like and he's like just shoot it in the neck you know like just shoot it in the neck save the meat <laughs> like
0: yeah, next yeah shot. just like total oh, farmer
1: there. just shoot it at the neck and i'm like okay so you know lead kneel down on one knee and you know scope i've been practicing with open sights and now i knew how to shoot a scope we've shot chickens since we were six years old with scopes on our 22s like so it didn't really matter and found the buck and little four point like basket four point and yeah pulled the trigger shot no idea if you hit it because the gun bangs off and you're just you know, it feels like a muzzle loader at that point when you're 12 years old and you shoot a gun for yeah. the first time. And dad's like, "I think you hit it," and go up there, and yeah, line of blood in the snow. And you know, my first ever kill ended up being a four by four, a small little four by four, but uh, for a 12 year old, it was uh it was amazing. And I, and honestly, I could just remember everything. I can remember grandpa, you know, coming out and being like, "What are you gonna do with that thing?" Like. Why Did you shoot the baby, you know? Why didn't yeah. let, let it grow <laughs> like stuff like that? You know, 12 year old kid, like, why did you shoot the baby?
0: Thing is, if he shot a big one, then he would have been like, Why'd you shoot a big, run it out buck for? That's not gonna You're be not good gonna to taste eat, right? Good. It's just chirping for the sake of chirping. So, but no, man, that's awesome. Like, I remember that day when you killed your first deer, too. Like, I was would have been only 13, and yeah, it's those are. Fucking, I don't know. It was going down to the 49 took me down memory lane. Cause like I drove down the road where I killed my first deer, and I'll get into that story. And like I had, well, my first gun was my dad's old 303 British. I World remember II, that. Army rifle. I, yeah, that.
1: like a hundred percent. Remember that like, so, so vividly. Yeah.
0: Open sights. Like it's got the site where you can dial up to like 800 yards, open sight 303, <laughs> 800 yard shot. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, so we used to shoot that, but, My dad, he bought like a Browning. Well, I I fucking gave that gun to you, that semi automatic Browning 30 odd six. I still have it. Yeah, he he bought it from a guy he worked with. And uh, so I retired the 303. And I like this is my first time taking this gun out semi automatic 30 odd six. And I don't know how I, I shot my first moose before I shot my first deer. So I must have been about 14 or something like that. And so, anyways, we pull into this slash and. I'd see these deer and I like, my dad's like, oh, they're, they're doles. And I'm like, get out, put the scope on it. Right. Like trying to be stealthy. I'm like one was a little tiny two point. I'm like, once a buck. He's like, are you sure? Boom. (laughs) Like, you know, like he's like, well, fuck. like, are you sure? So I shot, right. And this thing, it fucking does the big kick out the back and it takes off through the slash. Well, trigger happy me. I'm just like, boom, 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 boom. (laughs) And like, a four-shot clip in that yeah. browning, right? So, I emptied out. And I ran out of shells, and it's still going. I'm still pulling the fucking trigger. <laughs> and the, the deer, they run into the slash, and I didn't see it. My dad's like, oh, why the fuck? did? Why'd you? Well, yeah, he probably did swear at yeah. me, actually. <laughs> why, why'd, you, why'd you keep shooting? He hit it the first shot. I'm like, well, I didn't know it took off running. <laughs> so, I just kept shooting. He's like, well, get in there and like. First one was a good shot, then, like, I hit it two out of four shots, and one was right through the guts as it was running, (laughs) so we get up to this little buck in the slash, and my dad's like, oh, you fucking gut shot the thing, right? He's like, I'm not cleaning that, like, you're cleaning that, and I was like, whoa, so he, like, held a leg and showed, told me what to do, I did everything, like, you know, fucking cut around the hoop, fucking got it, and it just blew its fucking guts up inside, like, probably one of the worst gut shots i've fucking and i've dealt with some gut shot moose and it was fucking bad so anyways i'm fucking elbows deep and fucking green muck inside this thing and so we get it loaded and you know the victoria creek right by the branch 60 on the 49 so I we stopped there and he helped me drag it down the creek and then we put it in the creek and wash the belly out because it's full of yeah. guts and yeah, so I learned a few things that day too. Like if you make a good first shot, sometimes you don't need to keep plugging it. But <laughs> yeah, definitely. But no we've fucking... also learned,
1: you know, over the years, you keep shooting until she's fucking on the ground, right?
0: Well, hundred yeah, percent. Right? Jan- <laughs> maybe maybe not a little too. Yeah, well, but... Janie teaches
1: <laughs> me that every year. You
0: know? Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah! Always pack two clips, right? Yeah,
1: they fucking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was... <laughs> the first moose I got was with Uncle Doug and I'm going to tell this story too because it's pretty fucking funny. And same thing, like, I remember every aspect of this drive is Halloween calls me. I get off school and he's like, you want to go hunting? I'm like, yeah. Okay, let's go. He had this old truck with a winch on the and front. the green Ford. Yeah. So we're going in behind Nyland Lake, like, brand new log and road, just greasy fucking... And the, the road's crowned. So it's just... He's all over the place, right? Of course, no one had good tires back then. Just bald summers. Fucking boom, we slide in the ditch. Like buried in the ditch. So we get out, we winch the truck out, we get going. We like literally go two corners, come around the corner. There's a fucking like a nice bull standing in the slash. Like, fuck, I don't know. It's right behind a burn pile, 50 yards. So he's like, get out, shoot it. So I like I bail out and I'm, I'm like on this thing and it takes off and it crosses the road and it's going down the road and he's like, shoot it, shoot it and I just completely fucking froze and I I don't know what I was thinking but it just yeah, I froze and then boom, he just cartwheels this thing, bam cartwheels it on the road it stands up and it's standing broadside just shaking like a fucking leaf and he's like, hey, shoot it Like shoot it in the fucking lungs, pow fucking in the ass (laughs) (laughs) like, it fucking drops and he's like what the fuck are you doing and like you could see the fur fly off its fucking ass and he just he started laughing out loud like what are you doing like 60 70 yards broadside like a nice bull right just right in the fucking ass and so then we'd like well he's like well fucking shoot it again so then i shot it in the neck and anyways yeah I mean, that winch paid itself off because we got ourselves unstuck and then we ended up winching over the fucking box side and winching that big bull into the back just the two of us but like it's shit like that man i'll remember that for the rest of my yeah. fucking life 100 like, i mean there's stories on top of stories. stories
1: of moose hunting oh. out that way like some of my my first moose is out that way and i, I yeah i mean I, we don't have to tell them all tonight but it's just i think it make a great episode and i think either a great episode or, or at the end you know having guests on like give us your first kill like tell us your story. I don't know. I think they're they're great memories. Like, everyone has it. There's not one person that doesn't remember their first one.
0: No. Yeah, and remember it vividly, yeah. too. Every fucking detail. Like, it's... Yeah, it's burnt in the back of your brain, for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's been a, a great mid-season catch-up. Uh, One-year anniversary, so shout-out to all our listeners and everyone who's reached out. I mean, we've had... Twenty thousand listens in a year and, and that's great i mean we're super pumped on that and don't know if that's good or bad again like we've said but it just feels really good so if you guys are enjoying this kind of content and you know this exact conversation that kurt and i had in the last 30 minutes here it's like that's what we enjoy doing and you know reach out if that's something you guys are still enjoying let us know and yeah keep sending your success picks there's still half a season left in uh, bc basically and alberta and yeah keep it coming boys and good luck to everyone out there and we'll see you on the next episode
0: yeah thanks for thanks for coming along on this shit wagon guys it's it's been a ride so far it's exceeded our expectations so it's we appreciate all the followers and listeners and all the comments and whatnot so yeah anyways good luck the rest of the season i know i got basically a week and then my season's fucking done till cat season so Good luck to the rest of you fuckers and We out I came from the mud There's dirt on
1: my hands strong- calling out to me